Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with your host, Big Ken, a retired teacher bringing you lessons each week he's learned in the hobby by taking you behind the table and inside the mind of a dealer and a collector. Sit back and relax. There won't be a test. The only thing being graded here is the cards. Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast. I'm your host, Big Ken. Whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on a streaming service, please like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell. You'll be notified whenever I drop any new content. Welcome. Thanks for being here. How is everyone doing? How about them Chiefs going back to the big dance? See, I called it. I put it on tape the last episode. Said they were going back to the Super Bowl. We got two weeks to go, but I'm going to call it already, right? True fan. Can't bet against Mr. Mahomes. I know there's so many haters out there for him, but I think they're going to do it again. I think they're going to win again this year. Super excited. Look behind me. I put my, uh, I've got Arrowhead Stadium in my as my background again. I don't know. I, I put it up there until they lost, so I don't know if I'm, I'm going to jinx them or not, but I had to put it up for at least this episode. Uh, it is Monday. Uh, this this episode's coming a day late. Uh, culture collision. It's the recap. This will be the recap episode. Uh, it was a great trip. I'm going to start saying that. I, I tell you what, it's a good thing that I did not do this episode last night because I had no energy. You know, I came home. I I was home just in time. For the, you know, the plane is coming in. In fact, we're in the air and the captain comes on and says, well, you know, we're going to be landing and whatever. And it's snowing. I'm like, snowing? What are you talking about? I'm like 45 minutes from the airport. It better not be snowing. I need to get home quick for this game, right? Um, But I was home. I was cheering for that game. And if I was going to do the episode, it would have been during the beginning of the uh, NFC championship game, which I didn't miss. But I'll tell you, by the time that game ended, I was, I was done. I was these, these three day weekends, you know, these long weekends, these show all weekend. Oh my God. Just wipes, wipes me out. So uh, yeah, really, really for, for you and me, it was a good idea to do this, this episode today. Uh, it was a great trip, great time hanging out with my boys, Craig and Carmine. Uh, the show, the show was busy. I mean, the foot traffic, it it was crowded. The show was crowded. Trade nights were rocking. I mean, I think that's where, where, where the, where the good deals, all the good deals were happening at the trade nights. Uh, you know, it's a great hobby. And the best part about it is you really, I really sat back this weekend and just took notice of a lot of things. And I, and I have to say, I mean, especially for like this show, but what I'm really starting to see at a lot of the shows, you know, and it's not just for, you know, the father or the son or the father's son, it's men, women, mothers, fathers, grandparents, kids, sons, daughters. I mean, it's everybody, even at the trade nights. I mean, you see the families coming down and, you know, setting up at the table and then the son or the father, they're putting cards out, but they're ordering food, their, their drinks. I mean, they're just, they're making, make, making it a family affair. And it, and it was just so cool to see that it just wasn't seeing certain people that you're just seeing 
people from all walks of life showing up at these shows, showing up at these trade nights. It was just a really great time this weekend. Um, and, and the hobbies created something for everyone, right? I mean, you don't have to, it just doesn't have to be, you know, even, even a sport, right? Any pop culture stuff, Disney cards, there's just something for everyone out there. And, and I think everybody's finding their lane out there too. I saw so many people. I met so many people this week. And that one of the best things for me about going to these shows is people coming up and just saying, Hey, I'm a big fan, you know, and what do I, and you know, if you're listening, you know, I say, Hey, what's your name? Where are you from? You know, cause it's, it's incredible to me. It just blows me away that I reach so many people out there in so many other States. And, and if I had longer, I'd really like to know, like, how did you come across my pie? You know, how did you, you know, find me and, and, you know, what keeps you coming back? Cause you know, that's the secret sauce that I don't even know what it is. Right. Sometimes, but uh, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're listening. And, and I get super excited when people show up uh, at the show and just say, Hey, I, I'm a listener and, and I love the content. Uh, the show itself, it was in a great venue. It was my first time going to this uh, probably won't be my last Um uh, the design, the setup was, was really, really good. Um, the the convention center is connected to the hotel. So once you get there, you never go outside. You're just going down, going across through a tunnel and, and you were, you were right there. So, so that was to me, that was, that's super important. The, the only, the only complaint I would have about the whole thing is on Friday, we got there and right outside the hotel, like literally right across the street from the hotel. And it, I say across the street, it's not even really a street. I don't even know if anybody drove up that particular road there, but it was kind of in a business district. And there was a Starbucks when we pulled up, I looked over, I'm like, Oh, home run. There's a Starbucks right there. So Friday, uh, you know, I got Starbucks on Friday and then Saturday, I went to run over there, and there's a sign on the door. I'm like, it looks closed. There's a sign on the door. It says closed Saturday and Sunday. I'm like, oh, you know. So that that would have been my only my only you know complaint of the whole weekend is that the Starbucks wasn't open on Saturday and Sunday. Um, but my weekend started right Friday morning. Uh, I was up very early, and that's probably why I'm half tired. Right, I'm so tired because. You know, just not getting all, you know, as much sleep as I usually get. But I was up, I was at the airport, plane took off 6 a.m. Uh, out of Hartford. I'm in Atlanta, 8.30. I'm at the hotel by 9.30. Surprisingly enough, I just get there and I said, you know what? I'm probably, you know, I have my suitcase. I'm going to have to leave it somewhere. So I go up to the front desk and I said, I'd like to check in if my room's available. But if not, I just have to leave my suitcase. And she said, no, no, your room's available. You can check in. I was like, all right, home run, right? That was awesome. Being able to check in is nothing better than being able just to, you know, get everything out of your bag before you head over, especially when you, you know, for me where I have like, you know, food and drinks and stuff in there that I can throw in the fridge worked out perfectly. Uh, I was at, up in the convention center, setting up by 10 a.m. Uh, my two show partners were running late. One had a, a plane that, you know, a flight that got canceled. They had to book on a later flight. Uh, one was driving. It was just coming later in the day. So Friday, the first day, for the most, you know, for the probably the first, I, Friday it went to seven and probably till maybe three o'clock. I had that, uh, I had that space to myself. Uh, the whole table, the eight foot table to myself. I had one showcase 
and I brought a two-row box uh, all with uh, ultra-modern football cards, all 2023 in there, uh, Mostly 20. There, there was a couple 20, 22, 21, like rookie cards in there, but mostly 2023. 20, uh, Don Russ, Prism, you know, and if it was earlier, it was Optic Prism. Um, some of the cards I ripped, some of them that I've just picked up to flip to put in the boxes. Um, so I got set up for the show. Uh, it did the, the show didn't even start till one, right? But there were a lot of people that were in there shopping that, you know, that were either dealers or were borrowing dealer badges. Cause a lot of people came up and I just start talking to them. I'd say, Oh, where are you set up? They're like, Oh no, it's my buddy. I'm just, I just, I got in early with, with his extra badge to, to walk around. So a lot of people just wanted to get there early to, to do some shopping. Um, I had so much extra space on my table. And one thing I noticed, like I just, I figured, you know what? I'll just throw my box up. I'll throw, throw the cards up. I had a few other things I threw up there. And I noticed that on my two row box, nobody was looking and like people come up and kind of flip a couple cards and they were just walking on. And like, like, I think they, I think at a normal show at, uh, and if the show had already started, the people would have been digging in the boxes. But I think these were people like, this is a very big room and I've only got an hour to get through this whole room. So I'm going to go kind of as fast as I can and see as much as I can and try to make as many deals as I can before it's actually open to the public. So I'm thinking to myself, I got all these great cards in this two row box and nobody's really looking at them. I had all this extra space. I said, I'm going to grab you know, like 15 of these cards and just lie them out on the table. Just put them down on the table, all the higher end cards. Um, and all of a sudden people are coming by and they're grabbing them up. They're like, oh, oh, I'll take this one. I'll take that. And I'm like, see, they didn't even see the box. They didn't even see the cards in the box. They would have walked right by. So every time somebody bought a few, I kept replacing them out there. And I would tell people that were buying them, look, there's more in the box if you want to go through. And then people would start digging in the box there. Um, before the show even started, or probably within, I would say by two o'clock, right? By 2 p.m., the latest, I had sold half that box, half that two row box. And they were all singles. They were all in top loaders and they were all in, you know, uh, team bags. And they were all priced. I mean, some of them were priced up to $50, $60. Some of them, and, and they, I mean, from $3 to $60 in that box, just depending on what the card was. Um, I sold over half that box. Uh, covered my flight, my hotel, my table. I, I mean, <laughs> I, couldn't have, I couldn't have asked for a better start to the show selling all those cards in there and that became key later later in the show and, I, and i'll talk about it but it became key selling all those cards early um my biggest sale of the weekend my biggest sale of the weekend uh came late uh on saturday from a photo after i you know after i got set up at the show grabbed my phone i went around to the front and i just took a picture of my setup right and i Posted it up on IG. Hey, I'm here. This is where I am. If you're here, come see me. Come make a deal. That type of thing. I wasn't advertising any cards, and I was probably six feet away from the table when I took the picture, but somebody had zoomed in on my showcase and saw a card in there that they wanted, and they contacted me about it. They messaged me uh, on Saturday 
Um, and it was one of those cards I talked about in the last episode that, you know, I haven't taken out to any other shows. I, I was pulling sh- cards out that hadn't seen the light of day since the national. Right. And I figured this would be, you know, a great show to go out and throw. I have the, uh, the 2013 upper deck, the Hulk Hogan PMG. I threw that in the case. It's a very noticeable card. It's very purple. So, you know, it'd probably be easy to spot. Um, and yeah, he saw it in there. Uh, and he messaged me. He said, is that what I think it is? And I said, yup. And he said, I'm very interested in the card. We went back and forth. We negotiated. Uh, and we ended up closing the deal on that card. So the funny thing about that card was in that show, you know, on Friday later in the day and Saturday morning, you know, when the show started, a lot of people stopped. And a lot of people were trying to get that card for next to nothing. You know, they're like, oh, you know, the, there's no, not many sales on it. Like, you know, the whole thing going through. I wasn't letting that card go for, I, I had a number in my mind and, and that was it. And I was happy to take that card home and put it back in the safe, right? And just keep it, keep it till another show like this or maybe the national. Um, after I made that sale, three, minimum three people had come back and one guy was super upset, came back later in the day. It's like, where's the Hulk? You you sold that card. And I'm like, yeah, I sold that card. He's like, are you kidding me? He goes, I didn't think anybody in this show would want that card. He goes, I was coming back to really negotiate with you. And I said, yeah, I'm sorry that that, that card is sold. They were, you know, pretty upset. I mean, people came and saw that card and figured nobody else in this room is going to buy that card. And they would wait till the end of the day on Saturday and come back and, you know, try to get a better deal on the card said, sorry. I mean, that card is sold and that's happened to me before I've had that same mindset and I've done that. Uh, and I've learned from that. Like if I come across and I see a card that I really want, like, you know, is no better time than right now to get that card. Cause if I walk away and come back, that card may not be there. Uh, and if you remember my, my episode, uh, last year, uh, when I went to the Toronto Expo, when I bought that Mike Tyson PMG and I saw it there and I was trying to make a deal and I kept walking around the show and I kept coming back and glancing in that case to make sure it's there as I was selling cards to get up enough Canadian money to, to, to buy this card. Right. So, uh, I feel now I was almost a little lucky on getting that card, you know, at the time I did and how I got it and, and. I feel bad for this guy who really wanted the card, but I feel great because I know the guy who bought it is an actual collector. It's not it's not a card you would flip, right? It's a card that you would go out and say, yes, I, I want to put this card in my collection. Uh, and that was kind of the theme for the weekend for me. Um, the cards I sold were more oddball cards. You know, I have pop culture cards in there. I sold this. Uh, I sold uh, a Britney, you know, Britney Spears card, like cards like that. I mean, I was, I, I didn't sell any of my Mahomes cards that were in my case. Um, I had a Lamar Jackson in my case. I, you know, I had a, you know, some nice ultra modern cards. Um, but these were the cards, these kind of oddball cards were the ones that, you know, that you don't see in everybody's case were the ones that I was selling. 
Um, all my Mahomes cards, everybody wanted the Mahomes cards, but ridiculously low offers on them. Um, and at some of them, I was just shaking my head. I mean, people would say, oh, I, you know, the, the this lime, uh, you know, I value this at, you know, at 1200 or 1250 or 1300 I'm like, okay. And they're like, okay, yeah, I can't pay more than 950 or 975 on the card. And, I'm, and, and immediately they're saying, I, I you need to leave room for me to make money. I said, why? Why? I just assume keep that card. I mean, this guy is an unbelievable quarterback. Why Why would I just let this go and go let you go run down there and try and, and make $50 on the card, just flipping it to somebody? This is such a great card. I'd rather hold this card and sell it to somebody who really wants this card. I bought this card because I really wanted the card. I, I looked for this card and I looked for this card and I tried to make a deal on this card. And, and every every time it was like so overpriced. And when I finally got one that was reasonably priced, I bought it. I'm not going to let it go for, there's no, there's no reason for me to let that, that card go cheap. So these are the kind of things I was getting like really low ball offers, you know, 900, 950 on 12 and $1,300 cards. Uh, The singles um, out of the two-row box, 100% people buying those would be flipping those cards. Um, but I think those prices were better. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're, they were the, the 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, where people can, to, can, okay, I'll buy this card at 20 and try to sell it for 30 try to make a quick 10 bucks on it or five bucks or something like that. Um, which is exactly what I did. Right. So there I make a little, I, when I bought it, the person I bought it from probably ripped the card, right. They sold it to me. I made a, I made a few dollars on it selling to the next one. And some of them, if I bought that, right, I doubled my money on some of those cards, you know, some of them I bought for 20, 15 or $20 and I sold them for 45 or 50, but you know, so I did very well on it. And then if that card was say $60 or $65 and I'm selling it for $50 or for it now they, they get to make 10 or so these are the cards that are kind of flipping up to a point where you hear people say hot potato at what point does somebody say okay i'm going to keep this card i'm going to go grade this card and then try to make it better or do i keep flipping it down down the road but you know the stuff in the case like people just wanted to buy that stuff just to flip it and you know i understand that's where these that's where these low offers were coming from but I, i'm not in that position i don't need especially not on Mahomes, right he hadn't even I mean, that, that game hadn't even been played yet, right? And, you know, that where he was going to the Super, Super Bowl again this year. And and who knows? I mean, I, I know his stuff is pricey right now. They may go up. Those values of those, all those Mahomes cards I have in my case may go up. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I sold more cards that were in my case that would have been in my case at trade night than I did during the actual show. And I feel like, like the trade nights were, were better value, you know, like people understood better at the trade night. So when I priced my cars to go in my case, I was pricing most of my cards at the current comps, right? Especially cards that I think, you know, that 
should sell, would sell, and people who are going to come up. And it doesn't even matter. Somebody said to me, you know, does it matter if I price my cards or not, right? Because the first person that comes up, they're going to pull their phone out. If they're interested, they're going to pull their phone out and look up the comp and then say, uh, I want to pay 80% of whatever the last sale was. Like, does it matter if I put put the prices on there? But for me, it does because I want people to know this is where I'm at, right? So if you come up and you look and you say, oh, the last comp on this card was 1350. That was the last sale. This card was 1350. And I have $1,400 or I have 1380 or 1390 on that card. Well, you know, I'm trying to be very competitive and and probably would sell it to you slightly under comps because I could do that. Um, but if you come up and see the last sale on a card with 1600 and I have it at 3000, then you're like, this guy probably does not want to sell this card. Or it's a card like most people have in their cases, like a Joe Burrow that people are just underwater on. And they're like, you know, I'll put it out there, but I, you know, I'm not going to let it go for, you know, last comps, I'm going to hold that. If you're a true collector and you really want the card, well, we can negotiate. Maybe we can make a deal. Um, but when you got to, when you got to the trade nights, like people, like I still left the prices on all my cards and people are like, oh, that's a good price on that card. Oh, that's a good price. So other people, you know, that are, that are doing this are looking, maybe they're not getting a chance to go out and look around, but they see those prices and say, oh, okay, now maybe I can make a move on this card because not so much I'm going to, you know, if I can get, and a lot of these kids are like that at the trade night. They're they're okay with 10, 15, 20, 25 dollars, like making, you know, hitting 10 times for 10 bucks or something like that to make a hundred bucks. They're okay like that. Most people like myself, you're like, well, is 10 bucks really worth the hassle of buying here and selling there? Well, maybe on singles, if I'm filling up a singles box, right? And and I and I'm okay selling all those cards out of a box. But if I'm going to start to buy slabs, I don't think it's worth it for me to go out and buy to make five or 10 or $15, you know, on a slab. It just doesn't seem, you know, it's just cost effective to be doing that and filling up space in my case for all that. So that's, that's not a lane I would get into, but there's a lot of young kids who are not setting up that are, this is where they're, they go to these shows for the weekend and they're hitting all these trade nights. And by the time they're done, they make two, $300 or $400 or something like that. So these are kids that are in middle school. School, right or, or maybe high school I wouldn't say high school I think they're younger than high school and then they're going back and you know they've made all this money for the weekend and this is how they make their money to buy their cards um and I noticed a lot of ton of kids tons of kids ripping wax I've never seen kids rip so much wax at trade nights before in my life like a table with you know a couple boxes and just piles and piles of empty packs and they were just ripping those prism blasters and and somebody was there at the trade night selling you know megas and blasters of of the of prism and yeah it was just crazy crazy it was just a great i mean that that hotel was a great in that there was a trade night oh so so friday night you know the show closed at seven um and then from eight to 2 a.m. they advertise trade night right in the lobby of the hotel so there's a huge space with tables and chairs you know just set up and that's where they held they held the trade night over there so when we were done you know when i was done of course i went had some dinner there i could see the trade night filling up what was happening um when i was done went back up to the room grabbed some cards and went down and grabbed the grabbed the table and set up for a bit and then walked around a bit, sold some cards, bought some cards, you know, nothing big, but just, you know, some of this, the most of the stuff I was buying was for, you know, like my own PC. Um, 
And, and that's basically what I was doing at the show too. So Saturday back at it, all three of us are there now Saturday, Craig and Carmine are there. We're all there switching off, taking turns, walking around, watching the table, doing some shopping, doing some selling, um, well-oiled machine, right? We all got each other's numbers. If I walk away, somebody's interested. These guys were making deals for me. They're like, hey, somebody wants to buy this hockey card, blah, blah. Yep, go ahead. We're negotiating right there. I don't have to run back to the table. So it worked out really well. It was, it was, it was really, it was really one of those situations that um a lot of times if you walk as a dealer, if you walk away from the table and somebody's there and somebody says, Oh, so and so's interested, say, Okay, I'll I'll be back. Let me come back and I'll do it, right? But if you know your cards well enough and you know your card's pricing like I do, and somebody calls and said, hey, you've got this card, uh, it's 125 they want to get it for 100 bucks. Is it yes or no? Uh, and easy enough, yep. I mean, maybe I wanted $105, but is it worth it for me to run all the way back to the table for $5? Now I'll make the deal. I come back. Here's your money. You know, it, 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 it worked out well. And I was able to do that for them too. Right. I've called them up and say, Hey, you've got this card. This is how much he, yep. Go ahead. Or no, I'd rather take that. No, he wants to take that. Okay. We'll make the deal. You know, so it just worked out. It worked out really well with these guys. Uh, me out shopping, running around the, uh, you know, walking the floor, uh, you know, my rookie prospecting, which I talked about in uh, a few episodes ago, uh, Stroud Richardson, those prices are up so much now, you know, probably within the last two weeks, it didn't make any sense to buy. I mean, the prices started to, to hit all time highs on these cards. And it was like, you know what? It's time to back off. Let's see what happens. Slow down. Uh, let's see what happens. Hopefully uh, uh, another month or so those cards may come down. There may be opportunities to buy again, but I have enough. I sent so many of those off the grading that I'm okay not to buy any more of those cards. If this is, if I don't get the, if the opportunity doesn't come up, I'm okay not to buy any more of those cards. But, Still, my mind is always going. And knowing that, you know, I put some thought into, especially before this show going out there, like who else would I want to buy if I could buy raw and, 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 you know, get graded, you know, before the next season. Uh, and really just thinking about some of the quarterbacks that are now in the NFL, right? Is there anybody out there now that, that I could make a play on? So I look at whose situations are getting better next year, right? Um, we all know Herbert is getting a new coach and a better situation. So there's one guy I'd say, let me look, let me look and see if I could find any of his cards. And I noticed this weekend, his prices were still very high on, on everything. And there's really not a lot of his anything good as far as raw rookie stuff, because he was so popular right? When he came out that everybody graded everything of his card. So there's really, really not a lot. So he was one person. I said, let me put him on my radar. Didn't really find any, anything, uh, on him. Um, but also I thought Justin Fields, right? Knowing Chicago will, will have the first round draft pick. They're probably going to take the quarterback, right? They're probably going to move him off. So it's possible he may end up in a better situation. Um, next year. So while at the show, while I'm walking around, you know, these were the, 
these were the four things I was looking for this weekend. My Hunger Games cards, those autographed, those 2012 NECA autograph Hunger Games cards. Looked for those, not one card in the room. Uh, didn't find any of those. Women's soccer. Uh, I picked up a number of women's soccer cards. Um, happy to put those into my PC. Excited because women's soccer is down right now and it won't come back now until you know, the, uh, the NWSL picks back up in the spring, but then more importantly, the world, uh, not world cup, but the Olympics, uh, this summer, Justin Fields, raw rookies. Uh, I picked up a number of, of his rookie cards that are raw. Now the graded stuff, the higher end stuff is still very expensive. Everyone you ask, I say, Hey, what do you, got? Uh, right away? I'm high on it. I'm underwater on it. Uh, I, it's probably unless you're buying it to collect it, it's probably not the card for you. You know, all the all these things I heard, which I understand. I would say the same thing. Uh, but I was able to pick up a number of raw rookie cards at the show and at the trade nights, too. Um, so I, I I mean, I'm not going to go through them all that I got, but I picked up like 10, 12 that are very gradable, very gradable uh that that I'm going to clean up and send those off to PSA. And you know what? I picked them up at such a ridiculously low price, and they're all numbered cards. They're all great cards, numbered cards, that, it, that if they do gem, right, I, I am really doing well. And even if they come back a nine, I can still make money on them uh, in today's prices. So if he, if he gets himself into a better situation next year, um, even news of a trade, like, you know, last year, I can remember being at the Philly show last year. I don't even remember when that was, when that Philly show was that I went to, but I just remember the news came out that, you know, uh, Chicago traded and, and, and they picked up the, uh, I, I can't think of it, the receiver, uh, their new receiver there last year. And as soon as that news broke last year, right, all of a sudden, field prices jumped right up. So it's just little news like that, right, that um, as soon as soon as something, something, some news goes out, people are all, get very excited. So hopefully something, some news pops with him this year, I'll be ready, right? I'll be ready to move some cards. And if not, I, the worst case, I could break even on these cards or make some money on them. So, you know, it, it, we'll, we'll call it prospecting, which absolutely it is. But I'm not certainly risking very much at all on that um, to make some money on it. Um, where our table was located, uh, we were at the beginning of the back half of the room. So the room had like the front half and there was kind of like a, a big area that broke it up. And then there was a, the back half of the room. So we we're like one of the first tables towards the back half of the room. So in terms of buying where cards are showing up at our table, not a lot of, not a lot of great buying opportunities because you have to figure, and I've talked about this before, you have to figure that most people, those cards have been touched 10, 15, 20 times or, or more been looked at before they've made it to the back half of the room. So a lot of the good stuff had already gone. And I've noticed like kids showing up saying, are you buying? Yes, we're, we had a sign that we were buying and people were pulling cards out. I'm like, yeah, no, we're all set. 
um, very, you know, very low end or damaged cards or just things that, you know, people just don't want. Um, but I had, I had, uh, late in the day on Saturday, uh, a guy had walked up to the table and he was talking to Carmine, uh, and Carmine says, Hey, big Ken here is a big chiefs fan. So the guy reaches into his bag and he pulls out uh, a 2023, I'll hold it up, 2023 Mahomes downtown PSA 10. Freshly just came back from PSA. He had just picked this card up. Um, He won it in a break. It was his first break. He won this card and it was his first card he ever sent the grading and it came back at 10. Um, So the guy who did the break and had it graded, uh, offered him, you know, said, look, I'll buy it back from you for this much. It was under comps. And he said, okay, I want to hold the card. I want to walk around with it, but I'll probably come back and sell it to you. Um, so he said to me, Hey, this was the, this is, this is it. I had this offer on this and I said, Oh, I'll match it right now. Cash. I'll, I'll take that card cash right now. He said, no, if I'm going to sell it for that, I'll sell it back, you know, to that other guy there. And just something told me just to keep talking to him because I, I really wanted this card. Uh, I talked a couple of episodes ago trying to buy the downtowns down in uh, uh, White Plains and that didn't work out. And I figured it wasn't going to take much more. And, and you know, the offer he already had on this card was $200 under comp. So, there, there is certainly a lot of room to work there. Um, so I said, Hey, if I throw 20 on top, would that, would that get the deal done? And, uh, we talked a little more and he said, I said, well, well, what makes sense? I mean, you tell me what makes sense. What could get the deal done? He said, well, if we went to 50, that could get the deal done. I said, I I don't think I could go up to 50. I said, but I could do 30. (laughs) So yes. If you're on YouTube and I just said it, I showed the card. We got the deal done. I got the card and I was super excited to get that card. Um, my first Mahomes downtown, right, that, I, that I've that i owned. I've owned a number of downtowns, but never a Mahomes. So now I have it. It's for sale. It'll be for sale at, you know, my next shows or whatever. But if not, again, it's Mahomes. It's, I don't mind having that card. Uh, shout out to Brian at arrow sports cards he was our neighbor at the show uh we were set up right next to him uh he watched the table when i was solo on friday he would watch the table for me i had to hit the bathroom or go get some food or something he would watch the table uh and uh he had some trinity rodman cards for sale go figure what are the chances the guy set up next to me at this show was selling trinity robin cards right it was fate so uh we made it. We made a deal. I thank him for the smooth deal for these. Uh, I got two Trinity. I'm not going to share them. I got two nice Trinity, one raw, one graded. And funny thing, the graded one, which is a PSA 10, there's a pop eight, and I I own one already. So now I own two of the of the eight of the population. Uh, and and the other card I'll send off for grading. It'll just be part of my PC. So I was just super excited to be able to pick up, you know, some some PC cards. And I didn't have to walk far from my table to find them. Uh, shout out to Eric at duckworth.eric. Uh, he stopped by to see me, uh, say hello. He's a listener. And he brought me a Trinity Rodman rookie stars card. 
walked up and said, Hey man, I appreciate all you do. This card's for you. So thank you. I appreciate that card. That's also going into my PC. Uh, Saturday, the show ended at five. Uh, Carmine and I went to a local steakhouse. We treated ourselves to a, to a great dinner. Um, and after that, we headed over to, uh, to the trade night, um, at cards HQ. So Jeff Wilson, uh, the new store he opened up. I don't think they had the grand opening yet. This may have been, been, you know, I was invited to a soft opening, I guess it was, or just a, a private invite for Thursday night, which I wasn't going to be th there Thursday night, so I couldn't go. But then uh, Saturday night, they set up a trade night. Uh, so we went over to the trade night and we planned on going later. I, I mean, I'd never been to the shop, but I just knew that there they had a shuttle going from the hotel there. So I knew early that, Regardless of how big this place was going to be, it was going to be crowded. And and by looking, we were at the restaurant. We had 70, 40, 745 registration uh, reservation at, at the restaurant. And, you know, we probably didn't sit down till 8 o'clock. So we're halfway through our dinner. I'm looking at the pictures on IG uh, from that trade night. And you couldn't even move in that room. And that... And I'll tell you, when we got there, that was a big place. That was for for an LCS. That was a really big place, um, and you couldn't even move in there. So uh, I, I was happy we went later because we went later. Um, I think we got there at like ten, maybe ten thirty. We got there, so and it was still going on. There was still a, a good amount of people there, but not certainly like it had been uh, earlier. Um, the new store, nice. I told you, definitely big inside. The vertical cases uh, were really kind of cool, and they were great. I like for shopping. I, you know, you go into a lot of these LCSs, and they have the glass, and you're looking inside the glass, and you have the top row, which which you can see on the top row. Then you've got to like look underneath, and you know, you're always kind of bending down or looking down. So they he had these vertical case. There were just rows of them. It was really cool the way they had that set up with, uh, I'd never seen that before. Definitely uh, a good look for the store. Um, there was a place to rip wax. They had, they were selling a ton of wax that night. They had breaking rooms that they're going to be doing live breaks from. Um, the place looked great. Uh, I, I know I had to have cost a fortune to set this thing up and build it out. So uh you know, wishing him good luck there. You know, I, 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 you hope it works out, you know, anybody, especially in the hobby when they, when they open, open these places. And, and, you know, I think by the action, just, just, just of the, where they're located, you know, in, in, in that area, in that nice mall, Close to where, like, they, they have this show once a year. I just hope there's enough draw there to keep that going because that store just looks dynamite. So after Cards HQ, we went back to our hotel. Uh, it would be my final night because I was leaving early Sunday morning. Uh, another trade night in the lobby. Uh, not as busy as the night before, but still pretty strong. Pretty strong. I made a big deal at this trade night. Uh, I had, We had just gotten back. We grabbed the table. I just laid my cards out 
And the guy walked over and he was looking at my cards and he picked up the uh, 2014 Tom Brady five-star auto, the BGS 9.5 that I had. Um, and he said, oh, we need to get a deal done. I want this card. Uh, he had a few cards to trade. He had basketball, baseball, neither of which I do. Uh, but then he pulled out a uh, Lamar Jackson 2018 Panini Contenders. It's the championship ticket with the auto. It's numbered to 25. Uh, it's BGS 95 uh, with an auto 10. We both had our cards listed um, at 5K. Uh, both had a label on them. Uh, his last comp uh, was 3200 on January 16th this year. My last comp was 5200 March 2022. So, you know, there hadn't really been a sale on mine for my card for a while. Um, so we negotiated for a, a good amount of time, but we ended up closing the deal. Um, we did, you know, cash and did a cash and trade deal um, since mine, my card was obviously worth more than his. But I'm happy to have my first, you know, Lamar auto, right? A rookie. If I'm going to get it, I might as well go all out, right? So this is the, uh, like I said, contenders championship ticket. Uh, it's a BGS 9.5 at Auto 10. I'll hold that up. And that is a very nice card. Um, hopefully, it'll be the uh, the MVP this year. It'll add a little bit more value uh, to that card. But it's another card I'm happy to have. I'm happy to put in my case. Not not really the cards that I'm looking to put, you know, to put out there in my case. But... Um, I know the Brady card has just been stale in my case. Like, you know, when, when I picked that card up, I felt that I was happy to have a Brady auto, right? Um, number one and number two, I felt that being in New England and the shows that I do, there's a lot of Brady collectors and this card would be more, more of a, a Brady collector. It's not a card. Somebody's going to come by to flip. They're going to come say, Hey, I want that and put that into my collection. Right. So that that was my thought when I bought that card. What I realized after I had that card is the Brady collectors that I know and that I would meet at these shows would come to the shows. Right. And they would say, oh, that's a nice card. Definitely. That's the value of that. The price is probably right on that, you know, between, you know, maybe I was a little high on it. Could have been a little less. Um, but they figured for that that for that amount of money that wouldn't be the card that they would buy to, to add to their collection. There's other cards in that price range that they would put that money out to put in there. So that wasn't a card on the top of anybody's, you know, any of the, the Brady collectors checklist. And once I started to hear that, I realized if I take, get a good offer on this card, it's probably a good idea to move this card because it's probably going to become stale in my case and, or, just become part of my own collection. So when I had somebody who was interested in it and the comps were higher than probably I was thought I would get, you know, I was going to get on it and it worked out even better being able to collect, collect cash on top of a, a more liquid card that I say a more liquid card. Uh, and I think this, this Lamar Jackson is, you know, this, this card is going to be more liquid than the Brady card. I, I can't imagine this card would be stale in my case. Could be because we're at the end of the season. But I don't mind. Whole, if, if I don't move this card, I don't mind, you know, breaking this card back out at the National or, or next year or, or whatever. So um, 
yeah, it was a good deal. Um, it was a good deal for me. And I think, uh, I think it was a smart, a smart move for me, a smart hobby move, especially as a dealer, you know, with my cards. Um, all the pickups that I had, uh, were under comps, uh, for my PC, uh, and for, for raw grading. I, uh, I do have to say some of the, one of the things that I noticed just walking around this show, there was very little vintage at this show. It was all mostly ultra modern stuff and pop culture stuff. The amount of cards in the room was insane. The ultra modern, just, it was absolutely insane. Just going from case to case to case and seeing all these cards and, and, and I realized that's why these people are just showing up and just saying, Hey, I'm going to make these ridiculously low offers on, on, on all the cards that I would want to buy in your case. And I'm sure they're doing this, you know, to, you know, case, table after table after table. And, you know, 99% of the time, I'm sure people are just like me saying, no, no, thanks for stopping by. But if that one guy who needs the cash and he does it, right, it made it all worth it for them. And it was just crazy just going from table to table and just seeing all the cards and all the same cards, case after case after case. I started saying to myself, no wonder why I wasn't selling. I didn't even know I was, I think I was priced very competitively on my cards and the people liked my cards. They stopped, they, you know, wanted to negotiate, but they were all low ball offers. And the interesting thing is I walked around that room. I didn't see any other Patrick Mahomes XRC cards or, or Lime cards. You know, uh, I did see a Tom Brady five-star identical to mine, uh, but that one had a 10 auto on it. And, and he was asking 50. I knew the dealer. He was asking 5,300 on his, right? So I knew when people came by and they saw the cars and somebody, some guys came back a couple of times saying, man, I, I really want that line. Like, let's work out a deal. I said that, you know, it could be all yours could go home with you today for the right price. Right. And, uh, so I'm glad I held on to him seeing that the chiefs are on the way to the super bowl right now. And I still may not sell those cards, right? They, the prices still may, may not be right. And I'm still happy to own those cards if, if they don't sell. Um, the key to a successful show for me, to this show being successful, uh, again, was that two row box that, that I sold all those cards day one, first few hours of the show. Um, and they seems to be the key to my success to most shows when I'm bringing all these dollar box, when I'm, when I'm driving, I could bring all these dollar boxes and set them up too. You know, it's funny. You see a lot of people, they'll just, especially at this show, they set up, they, they come, they have one case. There's, they have the eight foot table. They have a two foot case and they just put their cards in. They put a big buying sign up and they just, they just want to go to work like that there. Um, and I know it works for them me i'm a little bit different and and i like bringing these these singles boxes and i like you know making sure that there's a steady stream and income coming in where if i go to a show like this one and i don't sell any of the slabs out of my case at least i still have a steady stream of income coming in 
So, uh, and and you know what? I think it consider it, it it keeps me from considering the low ball offers, right? Or maybe like try to you know keep working, you know, putting all that work in to co- to come up a little in order to accept an offer where I can just back off and say, you know what? Now nah, I'm fine. I'm all set. Thank you though. Um, so yeah, Sunday morning I checked out. I headed back headed to the airport, back home you know, for the AFC NFC championship game. Uh, I made it in time and uh, Chiefs were victorious, right? I'm <laughs> still excited about that. I am planning a, a recap. We're planning a recap collaboration episode with uh, Crosstown Cardboard Podcast. We're going to do that at some point this week. Uh, I'll do that with Craig and Carmine. That's going to be a bonus episode. I'm going to throw that whenever we do it. Um, I'll coordinate with them, uh, may drop. I'm, I'm going to be back Thursday with a new episode, uh, but that may drop maybe on the weekend or something like that. So just keep your, if you see an episode pop up from me and, and advertise, you'll know it's a, it was a bonus episode that we planned on. Uh, we made a plan to do, get three of us together on there and do a little collaboration. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that as well. But like I said, I'll be back Thursday with a brand new episode. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And if you like what you hear, please like, definitely subscribe. And most importantly, tell a friend and spread the word. And until next time, take care of yourselves and everyone around you.